0: Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. Jesus uttered borrowed words of prayer in his deepest pain, and so can we. When sorrow shoots through our souls, identifying with someone else's prayer opens our hearts to enlarging our faith. Sometimes the faith, the prayer of another, is the path toward finding our own again. Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of the Untangling Life Podcast. I'm Rachel, and this episode is the fourth in a series called Why Pray. Recently, I've caught a little flack, if you will, internet flack, on writing prayers for others to read and use. Now, I'll be honest, my denominational background is not a huge proponent of written prayers. I did not learn as a child to write my prayers in a prayer journal to God. I did not learn to pray by reading prayers from a prayer book. I learned to pray, well, the hard way, if you will, by crying out to God in the hardest spaces of life. If you are wondering about the definition of hard spaces, think divorce, disease, discouragement, disappointment delusions, death, and well, all the D words fill in the blank. But the questioning I've received via comments and emails and DMs and all the other forms of communication boils down to one question. It's the question I'm answering in today's episode, Do Borrowed Prayers Work? Two episodes ago in a podcast called Is God Even Listening?, I shared the prayer of David in Psalm 22 as he cried out to God, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. In the last episode, I shared how Jesus experienced the deepest pain and separation from God on the cross He took on the sin of the world, and God turned his back on him. In the agony, he borrowed David's prayer from Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He felt abandoned and alone, and in the suffering, he grabbed on to the words of David, because they expressed his emotions succinctly. So we could probably stop here in answering the question, Is it okay to borrow prayers? Because Jesus did it, and I'm good with that. Jesus uttered borrowed prayers in his deepest pain, and so can we. When sorrow shoots through our souls, identifying with someone else's prayer opens our hearts to enlarging our faith. And sometimes the faith, the prayer of another, is the path toward finding our own again. However, our original question is, do borrowed prayers work? My Tristina is 18 and a senior this year. Wow. But when she was four, heartache hit our family. I was pregnant and upon reaching the 10-week mark, my husband, Matt, and I decided it was time to share the news of our baby with our family and our children. They were so excited at the thought of adding another child to our family. But within a couple of days of the joyous announcement, I began bleeding and we lost our sweet baby. I had never understood the sorrow induced by miscarriage and the longing for what might have been was very hard and still is at times, if I'm honest, even all these years later. But my sweet Tristina had always had a beautiful, tender spirit, and she began praying every night for a little sister. After a couple of months of prayers, one night she said, "'Mom, I don't think God is listening to me. You pray.' Honestly, it put me on the spot. I didn't think it was in my heart to pray. But here I was, my child, four-year-old, was asking me to pray, thinking God would answer my prayer sooner than hers, and what was I to do? Tell her that mommy's heart didn't feel like praying? So I managed to mumble a few words, something like, Lord, we're asking you for a baby sister for Tristina. I literally used the same words she had been using for months. I borrowed my four-year-old's words. And something happened in my heart at that moment. It wasn't the words. It was my belief in saying them out loud. I had been trying to talk to God about the baby I had in heaven, but it was borrowed words said aloud in faith that transformed my heart. God is so cool the way he works. What neither Tristina or I knew in those moments of prayer was that God had already answered. I was pregnant and found out about a week after I borrowed Tristina's prayer. Humbling ourselves before God can begin with using someone else's words when we've lost ours. In Genesis 24, the chapter begins, Abraham was now very old and the Lord had blessed him in every way. As the chapter unfolds, Abraham charges his head servant, Eliezer, to find a wife for his son. No small task, right? But not only was he to find a wife, he was also to return to Abraham's native land to find said wife. No pressure. And so the servant follows through with his master's request. In Genesis 24:12, Eliezer arrives in Abraham's homeland at the local well with 10 camels who are loaded down with gifts, and this is where we find him in prayer. Listen to Genesis 24:12 through 14. Then he prayed, "Lord, God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham." See, I am standing beside the spring, and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, Please let down your jar that I may have a drink. And she says, Drink, and I'll water your camels too. Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. By this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Listen to the introduction in his prayer, Lord God of my Master Abraham. I wonder if this was Eliezer's first prayer ever or if he had practice in the prayer department. Was his ability to pray due to listening to his master pray? The Bible doesn't really give us this answer. But what it seems is that he was patterning his prayer, forming his prayer, on his master's principles. It's clear that he had a devotion to his master and wanted to produce well for his assignment. He asked God to provide Isaac's wife in a unique way so that Abraham's desire is honored. Because it seems that Eliezer is borrowing Abraham's word in a sense, that brings me back to our original question. Do borrowed prayers work? I guess the question is not in the borrowing, but in the working. Do any prayers work? I say this in air quotes. What does it really mean? If you're asking, do we get what we want when we borrow prayers? The answer is not always. If the question is, is using the words of other people helpful in prayer? Then the answer is yes, absolutely. And does God hear borrowed prayers? God hears every prayer, even the ones we haven't yet verbalized we're the ones who benefit from the verbalization. The curious part of Eliezer's story is that in verse 15, the Bible says, Before he had finished praying, Rebecca came out with a jar on her shoulder. And as Eliezer retells the story a little later in Genesis twenty-four forty-five, he says, Before I had finished praying in my heart, Rebecca came out. I think the reason I love this so much is that I've experienced this same type of miracle from the Lord. Before I could even get the words out of my mouth, God had already answered my prayer for a baby. He had answered Tristina's prayer for a baby sister before I could ask. Praying wasn't for the purpose of yielding the results I was looking for. It served a greater work to transform my heart. Ezekiel 36:26 says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. You see, God longs to do more than change our circumstances. He longs to change our hearts. Borrowed prayers can be the catalyst for a growth spurt of faith. Borrowed prayers are sometimes the boldest because we can pray what we desire before we feel like saying it ourselves. We can pray in faith and the feelings will eventually catch up. And that, my friends, is today's Thread of Hope. Each episode of Untangling Life includes a segment called On My Desk. This week on my desk, I have 31 Days of Prayers for Your Heart prayer cards. They're the perfect prayer gift for Mother's Day. You will want to order right now. This week on my desk, I also have the In His Presence Bible Reading Plan and Journal, which complements our Community Bible Reading Challenge for May. If you are asking yourself, How can I experience the presence of God? then May is a great month for you to print this journal or mark it up on your device. You'll find it at rachelwojo.com forward slash shop. And as always, you'll find tons of free resources at rachelwojo.com, including prayer journals, Bible reading plans, and more. Thanks so much for listening today. Until next time, God sees you and knows your need.